and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer, and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice, and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. Hello, it's just me again. I'm currently taking a short break before recording more chatting episodes, so I thought it would be fun to put together the advice given by all of my guests so far. We all have our thoughts on the best ways to learn English, and many of them are similar, but each of the 22 perspectives comes from personal experience, which I think is very valuable. So, here we go. We begin with advice about being brave. I would say, first and foremost, that never to be embarrassed about trying. It's, I have so much admiration for language learners. When I've talked to people who are really at the beginning stages of their English learning, I am so impressed at their courage to give it a try. And to, so I would say, keep on trying. Never have any fear. Just keep on making them those mistakes because from an English-speaking speaker's ear, I don't mind hearing those mistakes. Well, it depends. I mean, if you want to learn English for social purposes, just use it, right? Uh, you will always, we always make mistakes, uh, but that should never stop us from actually learning it. And again, there are so many opportunities nowadays, whether it's YouTube, Netflix, HBO. Mm -hmm. Stop watching TV shows or series in your own language, but use the, use the original English language. Uh, read books in English, but again, just, just use it. To me, basically, just speak it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, if you have any chance to use it, just use it. Mm -hmm. Because I think in the end, language is just a means to interact, to communicate, to express your thoughts. I personally don't really care how fancy or fluffy words you use. <laughs> it's more about the main core message that you are conveying. So, but I know that I have observed as well, so many language learners, they are very conscious. They don't want to make any mistakes. And so they kind of hinder themselves, mm -hmm. which I think it's not so healthy. I mean, of course, we can try to perfect it as much as possible, but... What is perfect in the end? Not to be uh, ashamed of their skill. Like just, it's okay. It's like, even if I was horrible, horrible at English, I could say, give me drink. Like <laughs> you would understand that the guy needs a drink. It's, it's not, it, it's like, uh, maybe it's also that uh, you are not comfortable talking in, in public or, or you're not comfortable talking in general, but if you're gonna, you know, want to, if you want to try and learn your English and get more uh, familiar with the talking part, you, you kind of have to talk. Just like for whoever needs to practice English, just do it. You know, yeah. you don't have to be perfect. If people can, just like if people can understand you, you're making your point, 
in people, okay, this is it. It's fine. You will refine it with time, but it will never get better if you don't try it, you know. I would say the more you use the language, the easier it is to learn the language. Um, And and be brave because um, I notice a lot of times people are are quite scared to speak a language that they're only just starting to learn or that even if they're very, very good at the language, but they don't assess themselves to be. And I think our self-assessment is always lower than our actual abilities a lot Mm. of the times. So I would say, just be brave. What's the worst that's gonna happen? My thanks to Anne. Jochen, Ling, Risto and Carolina, and Tina. Next, what about immersing yourself in the language? I would say that find your way of learning. Uh, Immerse yourself in the language. Um, I mean, I went to Stockholm uh, when I was studying and uh, I wanted to learn Swedish. I had good base in grammar and vocabulary but I was afraid of reacting, didn't really know what to say. It took me years to construct a sentence. If somebody asked me, okay, so what time is it? And I'm like, oh my, <laughs> uh, panic, um, panicked at that point. But um, I went to work with uh, elderly people because I thought that they wouldn't speak much English to me. And it did help. It was fantastic. I guess the best advice that I can give is to just try to find a way to get into this English speaking environment. So for me, that was really the best thing, you know, or the thing that worked the best for me. So when I actually got into this environment where everybody was using English, where I had to read um, in English, listen to people speaking English and actively speaking English myself, then I really felt a lot of progress. Like you don't necessarily have to go, you know, to America or to the UK to do it. There, there are a couple of things and uh, they've probably already been said in your podcasts already but um like finding a buddy mm. is really really important Find, finding someone that will like speak to you in that language and force you to speak that language mm-hmm. if you live with someone that speaks that language even better i think that's the quickest way to learn a language yeah to have uh, any kind of opportunity to speak english and don't be ashamed to to to, to speak it's better to make some mistakes that don't speak at all um Watching movies, watching TV in English, I think it's very useful as well. Even radio sometimes, even though you, you don't catch every word. But, you know, it's like a sound bath for me. Ah. It's very, very important. Yeah, really. My thanks to Ulla, Anna, Stefan and Claire. Then, how reading is a great way to improve your English. Read high quality fiction. I would always say, if you want, if you really want to learn English, you need to read, you know, great literature. I always say, like your Dickens or your George Eliot or whatever. And if you really want to be good at English, or I mean, modernist fiction, not so much. Something like Mervyn Peake or something. Dead, dense, difficult English. Tolkien. You know, read long stories, narratives. Mostly just expose yourself to English in any way, like everything you do, you do in that language. So watch videos and movies or read books. I think books are a really good resource for that as well. And one thing that helped me there was reading ebooks on an e-reader. Uh-huh. And because then you can uh, directly translate the words. Usually they have um, translators inbuilt. So it's not extra effort to translate it on the phone or something, but directly in the ebook. I would say just just read, 
something that I find really helpful in my own language studies of non-English languages is reading children's books. The first book I read in French was Harry Potter, and I was a I was an adult, but like the sentence structures were more simple, the vocabulary is less complex. But that was like something that was helpful for me. At least for me, like uh, expanding my vocabulary has uh, been easier when I read English books. So like English literature really helps in like you don't have to check every word from the dictionary, but it really sort of gives you words that you never use in your everyday language. So I, I find that really helpful. My thanks to Jeff, Marlene, Heather and Nina. So following on. There was some very helpful advice about speaking and listening from English language teachers Jane, Paddy, Fabi and Lars and great writing advice from copy editor Lawrence. Well, I think the the top piece of advice I think would be, you know, passion and discipline because, you know, if learning a language it's it's a lot of hard work and it doesn't doesn't happen by chance mm. you really have to and it's basically well I think what my my dad passed on to us it's you know this kind of obsession of the right word or you know how could you say this in you know to express what you want to say and it, it doesn't just apply to English it applies to all languages so get as much practice in um, real context as you can um, you know, if you need to go and get something done, try not to just rely on your kind of um, your pointing and your body language and things like that. You know, learn what you need to say to ask the question that you need, because the, the feeling of achievement afterwards is great. And it really helps you to remember that sort of stuff. OK, top piece of advice is try and do something every day. Five minutes. It, it doesn't have to be a full hour or so. And try and have fun with it. Try and find things that you are passionate about and that you just enjoy doing. Yeah. And last thing, try and find someone to speak English to. It can be a teacher, ideally, or even your 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 mom or your best friend, even if they're not native speakers. Try and have an English conversation every day to just keep it up and improve your fluency. Yeah one advice that I can give or I give to all of my my clients is watch television no subtitles not even English subtitles because if you've even got English subtitles on you're just practicing your reading skills not your listening skills or yeah. comprehension related to to speaking speaking is a very specific niche on its own of language learning uh, it's it's very different from reading writing Going to, you know, one of the things that I would advise greatly for students, especially of a senior level, level actually all levels, is just turn off those damn subtitles. <laughs> you know, that's, that's there. When learners are writing English, any particular top tips? I think keep it simple. Um, I think that's, that's the best advice I'd give. You know, don't necessarily use the thesaurus or whatever to find a different word, because it's probably going to be the the slightly wrong word. I mean, not utterly incorrect, but a slightly wrong word. So keep things simple. Use those simple words. Um, gradually, when you're learning English, you'll build up vocabulary anyway, and you'll have more, more words at your disposal. Um, keep sentences short, actually. Don't be afraid to, you know, delete an and put a full stop in its place and start a new sentence. So I think initially, simple vocabulary, simple-ish short sentences, um, and then build from there. And um, just enjoy the, enjoy the process of learning. And finally, 
some advice to have fun, and some fun advice from Maria, Trevor, and Cynthia. Have fun. Find whatever you enjoy and find topics or things related with a topic that are in the language you're learning. In this case, try finding as much as you can in English. It's something that, in, that you enjoy, that don't make it a task or something that will drain you. I think if, if you're learning English, one of the things to, to watch out for and to really uh, pick up on and enjoy is irony and sarcasm, because I think it's used in English in a way that doesn't really come up in other languages, even in, you know, North American English, it doesn't exist in the same way that right. it exists in Britain. And uh, that's where the fun of the language is. And that's where you'll start to really enjoy the more you know, I think. Enjoy, yeah. just enjoy, relax and practice, you know, practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, just do that and enjoy, that's all. I don't know, I cannot think of anything else. <laughs> I don't think you need anything else, I think that's okay. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, be brave, just try, immerse yourself, read books, know that it takes passion and discipline, learn the vocabulary for the task in hand, do something every day, turn off the TV subtitles, write with simple vocabulary and in simple-ish sentences. Try your hand at irony and sarcasm and have fun. Phew, that's a lot, but all brilliant. And my advice? My advice is to take their advice. That's it. So there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me again soon for more pronunciation and grammar tips, more advice, and most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to everyone, and for her music, a special thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlyle. Bye for now.